but we do work so hard to still get half or, you know, to not even be the, the pay gap. Oh, we're not even gonna, <laughs> oh, the pay gap, you know? And just trying to get all that situated and, and what is too much and, and why is it too much because I'm asking. And, you know, then there, it just turns into a whole thing. And um, there's a lot of work to be done. Welcome to another episode of Lady Wrestler, the story behind the story. This podcast expounds on issues explored in the documentary, Lady Wrestler, the amazing untold story of African-American women in the ring, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime Video. I'm Chris Bournet, and I directed the documentary. Wrestler chronicles how trailblazing African-American women like Babs Wingo, Ethel Johnson, Marva Scott, Ramona Isbell, and Kathleen Wembley integrated pro wrestling in the 1950s and 60s. While the Lady Wrestler documentary explores the origins of women's wrestling, what is the current status and future of women in the industry? who are following in the footsteps of the original legends. To shed some light on this issue are two wrestling aficionados, Nick Alexander, co-host of the 10 Bell Pod Wrestling Podcast, and John Orlando, host of the PVD Cast Podcast. Also, we'll get a preview of my interview with rising star Trisha Dora, an African-American woman who is making a name for herself in the international wrestling scene. That's coming up on Lady Wrestler, the story behind the story. Throughout this journey of making the Lady Wrestler documentary, one thing that has struck me is that women's wrestling is perhaps one of the few sports in which women are the main attraction, but the fan base is predominantly male. So what is it about women's wrestling that appeals to men? Here's what Nick Alexander had to say. As far as women's wrestling appealing to male wrestling fans, I think if you're a good wrestling fan and a reasonable person, the same recipe should work for any gender of wrestling. Like, are you telling me a good story that's going to make me care about this match? And once you're in the ring, are you continuing to tell a great story? Are you performing in a way that's exciting and entertaining? That should be all you need in pro wrestling. Can you tell a good story? Can you put on a fun match? And I believe if you use that formula, you can create wrestling stars, no matter their race, religion, gender, sexuality. Unless you're close-minded to the thought of female performers, as long as it's a good product, it shouldn't matter who's doing it. As women continue to get opportunities in this business, they'll continue to grow and thrive, not just with female audiences, but also with the bulk of male audiences. And here's John Orlando's take. I feel that the appeal of women's wrestling to some male fans um, especially in the early days of women's wrestling, was based in a 
kind of an eroticism, unfortunately. You know, I think that uh, many psychologists and many sociologists would tell you that there's a kind of a, a sexual idea of two pretty women fighting each other. And I think that that concept was galvanized quite a bit by a lot of different factors, you know, society, uh, pro wrestling structure, uh, the money that was brought in, uh, you know, popular culture. For an example, I feel like the Weston mags, um, you know, that put out Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the wrestler and inside wrestling for years, they had uh, apartment wrestling in the back of, I believe, Sports Review Wrestling. And I think that that helped to kind of solidify this idea of the hypersexual nature of women's wrestling uh, throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s, and even into the early 80s. But I feel that there was another uh, different appeal for some men watching women's wrestling. And that was that, you know, it was unique. It was different uh, because women were not booked every single month or every single week in a territory. They were brought in as a special attraction. And so not being seen all the time, I think many men, you know, garnered curiosity about these women wrestlers. But I think ultimately they, you know, didn't take it as seriously. So what's the outlook for women in the industry going forward? Here's Nick's perspective. I think the current status of women's wrestling today, I think with any marginalized group, today's clearly the best time period ever but at the same time it's nowhere close to fair and equal like even as recent as the 2000s women were an afterthought in the 90s they were looked at as their only asset was their sexuality and in the 80s mainstream women's wrestling was looked at as just a waste of time for the women at the top level like the charlotte flares and the becky lynch's they are closing the gap on opportunity and pay. But even for these women that have main event at WrestleMania, there is still a gap. And while progress has been made, it's still objectively unequal. But I think as society and fans and the industry continue to progress, you'll start seeing more female megastars, maybe even one day a big crossover star like a John Cena or a Dwayne Johnson. And I think it will make wrestling better as, as a whole because traditionally wrestling has been written and booked by men. You know, Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, Dusty Rhodes, Vince Russo, Jim Cornette, Bruce Prichard, Pat Patterson. They're all responsible for just about every great moment in wrestling that any wrestling fan can think of. And they're all straight white males except for Pat Patterson who is gay. So there is a, an entire world of untapped storytelling that has never been told in the industry. And I think once they open that box, it will be a game changer for pro wrestling for years to come. And here's John. If I were to describe the overall status of women in the wrestling industry using just one word, uh, that word would be improvement. I feel that over the past 15 years or so, there have been great strides made in the status of women's wrestling and, and women in the wrestling industry for that matter. Uh, and, and I think that many people like to point to the WWE because, you know, they are the leader of this industry. And, and definitely they have had a change in perspective for women's wrestling. But I truly believe that the change begins at the independent level and, and it works its way up. 
there's many independent promotions and wrestling schools that have molded women wrestlers into fantastic multidimensional competitors um, who obviously they rival at times the popularity of many of the male wrestlers. And I think when you have that happening at the indie level, you know, and the WWE starts pulling people from that indie level, I feel the WWE, you know, assimilates to that idea that women wrestling can be just as hard-hitting, just as fast-paced, just as exciting, just as glamorous as 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 the male side of things. Um, I, I, the wrestling world is is far from perfect, by the way, and and I wouldn't say that uh, progress isn't necessary because I believe that progress still needs to be made in the world of wrestling when it comes to uh, how many individuals, not just women, but many individuals, are treated within the industry. Um, so while great improvements have been made, I feel that there's still quite a bit of work to be done. While Nick and John's perspectives are certainly valuable, let's hear from a modern-day lady wrestler in her own words. Here's an excerpt from my upcoming interview with Trish Adora, in which she talks about the status of women, Black women in particular, in the industry. Do you feel that there are still challenges for women of color that, you know, maybe you have to continue to work twice as hard to get the same recognition or the same opportunities? Yes. Yes, yes. And that, that's pretty unfortunate, too, because it discredits the hard work that I've put in. You know, um, a lot of people, you know, have been around and they've been able to see that. So they've been able to help me spread that message, too. But, you know, it's tireless work. I can't do, obviously can't do it all by myself, you know. But I do see a lot of women taking care of business and doing their thing. You know, and I think it's beautiful to see and to discredit that in any way is just very unfair. Um, but we do work so hard to still get half or, you know, to not even be the, the pay gap. Oh, we're not even going <laughs> to oh, the pay gap, you know, and just trying to get all that situated and, and what is too much and, and why is it too much? Because I'm asking and, you know, then there be, it just turns into a whole thing. And um, there's a lot of work to be done. I, I can say there is a lot of work to be done. Um, you know, but we're putting, we're putting the work in. We're putting the work in. So we're starting to see those fruits. And it's really cool to see. Big thanks to Nick and John for those invaluable insights. And be sure to catch the full interview with Trisha Dora on next week's episode of Lady Wrestler, The Story Behind the Story. To listen to that episode and hear more interviews with wrestlers, the family of wrestling legends, and passionate wrestling fans, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to get the whole story by streaming the Lady Wrestler documentary on Amazon Prime Video. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.